We are Chris and Katie, two Jesus girls lovingly referred to as two JGs, who want to share our hearts, our triumphs, and even our misses as we awaken to the gifts of the best. The B is for the Blessed Mother, E, Eucharist and other sacraments, S, Scripture and Saints, and T, Traditions of the Catholic Faith. You'll see how we wrap each episode around this simple and joyful approach to not only knowing our faith, but actually living it in our everyday lives. Let's get started. Thank you for joining us today. We would like to welcome back our friend, Father Thomas Hahn, who joined us on a previous episode on priestly vocations. If you haven't listened to that, we encourage you to go back. But today he is going to cover um, our out of our B-E-S-T-S for a saint. And Father, who are we covering today? I'm going to be talking about St. Jose Maria Escrivá today and the profound impact he's made on my life. That's fantastic. And Katie, you and I have, <laughs> we're laughing because we didn't want to pronounce it because we knew we would not pronounce it as well as Father Han. Well, the behind the scenes things that happen, you never know what goes on here before we hit record. Well, I, there's about three words in Spanish I can speak and that's about it. So don't, I'm not going to get too big of a head from being able to pronounce his name. <laughs> well, we appreciate it. And really we are very drawn to him as well, because there's so much about his spirituality that applies to literally all of us. And Father, you were sharing before we started a prayer that, um, is it a prayer he would pray or tell us before you pray it for us and introduce what we're doing? Sure. Yep. Before every meditation among Opus Dei priests, they will say a prayer to begin the meditation to ask the Lord to, to bless their efforts and, and one at the end. So uh, this podcast conversation will be kind of a meditation on the life of St. Jose Maria. So I'll begin that, that prayer for you. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, amen. My Lord and my God, I believe that you are here, that you see me and that you hear me. I adore you with profound reverence and beg you pardon for all my sins. And I ask you for the grace to make this time of meditation on the life of St. Jose Maria fruitful. My Immaculate Mother, St. Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, please intercede for me. Amen. Amen. So, Father, share with us a little bit about him. Sure. He was born in 1902 in a very small village named uh, Barbastro, Spain. His dad was a businessman and... At one point, his business went uh, south. He had to move to uh, a different town when he was age 15. I believe it was on Christmas that he walked outside freshly fallen snow and saw bare footprints in the snow. It was He knew it was from the discalced Carmelites, the Carmelite monks who do not wear, wear shoes. And the idea of walking through snow with such pain, he said, there must be something or someone worth sacrificing so much for. And that was maybe the one of the more profound moments of awareness of a priestly vocation in his own soul. So he became a, a seminarian, studied in Zaragoza, Spain, was ordained a priest in 1925, and began his priestly work in a small village. And then he was in Madrid, kind of being a chaplain to hospitals and serving the poor in Madrid. And he was on a retreat in 1928, in October of that year. And it was during that retreat in prayer that the Lord revealed to him 
uh, his mission to found what would be known as Opus Dei. In Latin, that means the work of God. So it's hard to describe mystical experiences, as Mm -hmm. many of the saints admit, but all he could say that in an instant it was given to him in his mind's eye that the Lord wanted to draw all things to himself, every aspect of professional work, domestic work, every aspect of life to be drawn to him. So he wasn't going to be founding a religious order where he was pulling people away from the world, but rather like in a homily he famously gave later in Madrid, it was entitled Passionately Loving the World. The idea that, yes, quote unquote, the world is filled with evils, but he admits you can't convert or sanctify what you don't love first. So seeing the the good that the Lord wants for each and every soul, but the rest of society, that lay people in their current walk of life, whether they're engineers, carpenters, homemakers, what have you, that only they can bring the grace of Christ into those spheres of influence. And so to, to bring about that, what would be later enshrined in the Second Vatican Council is the the universal call to holiness. Mm-hmm. He was almost a precursor to that. Wow. And, um, and he was really young, if I'm doing my math correctly. <laughs> I mean, he was born in 1902. 1902 so in 1928-ish. That's right. He had only I mean, been a priest for two or three years. Wow. And so the the conviction of his, his bishop to permit him to undergo this endeavor, it was quick after that he realized it's a, a organization, if you will, for both men and women. There would be priests, a part of that too. And uh, by the time he died, there were uh, you know, hundreds of thousands and multiple nations and continents mm-hmm. that had committed to walking the path of holiness in every life as a member of Opus Dei, whether as a lay person who's married and has a family called supernumeraries, and then uh, those who actually commit to celibacy called numeraries who also work in the world and live in community and commit to daily prayer. So he died in 1975 from cardiac arrest and Pope John Paul II canonized him a saint in 2002. Uh So a a relatively new saint, if you Mm -hmm. will. And there's just something beautiful about the fact that there's some canonized saints out there that we not only have photographs of, we've got videos of them Mm -hmm. laughing and praying and teaching that brings holiness a lot closer to reality. Mm -hmm. So, Well, what I think is interesting about this too is, and maybe it's just my personality, I love things on more of a simplistic realm Mm -hmm. that sometimes we can think, oh, holiness is for the consecrated religious and priests. And it's not for me. I'm just a normal, you know, I'm a mom and I, you know, what am I really called to in this holiness factor? But we're all called to that. And Mm -hmm. everything that I have read is he says it in such a way that I can understand it, that it makes sense for my life, that I can put that into practice, no matter what it is I'm doing, offering that to God and the way that he he, he says it in the way that he puts it really makes it feel like it's attainable. Well, and he, he, I think he offers it as an invitation where, and not a checklist and not a, a you must do even I, and I'm attributing this to him and I might, I might be wrong, but just the, um, in the morning, the heroic moment, like of getting up and putting your feet on the ground. Like I think of that so often and it's an invitation to do that because because it's for me, not to me. Yeah. And and I think 
he popularized that when you do that heroic minute or the heroic moment that getting out of the bed and the first alarm that the first thing to do is um, actually like place your head on the floor, uh, your forehead on the, on the floor and say the word serviam in Latin. I do not do that. Well, I can do this. I can do I know, that. You're out we can of the say bed. serviam. All right. Step one, feet on the ground. But the step idea. two is forehead <laughs> on the ground. And what do we say? It, it, that's just a sign of reverence to the presence of, of God in the day, that a humility to, to say that all this day is yours. But serviam in Latin means I will serve. And it's a, a complete counter to famously what Lucifer said at his mm. moment of choice. He said, non serviam. I will not serve mm. out of pride. So it's a moment it's like, Lord, I will serve. And, and humility too. Honestly, that mm. that humility to bow to and God is God and we are not. Actually, all right. Mm-hmm. That's maybe very inspiring. <laughs> I, I, it's actually the Dominican tradition that famously teaches about postures of prayer and how we're supposed to pray bodily. Mm-hmm. And why kneeling matters and why standing matters and why profound bows matter. So that would be one example of how a bodily gesture can actually increase your faith. I see a third podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait till my husband sees me bow to the ground. Right. Yeah. Well, now but, what is she doing? But honestly, I mean, again, it's a, beautiful. A silent witness to mm-hmm. to all of that. So, Father, there was a quote we were speaking of before we began. Katie, what was that? To sanctify your work, to be sanctified by your work, and to sanctify others through your work. Yeah, that's like a, a complete summary of how St. Jose Maria would want us to approach our duties, whether they're professional or domestic or otherwise. That, that first portion of the phrase, to sanctify your work, really has to do with giving every action and effort a divine intention. So instead of just mopping the counter or sweeping the floor just to get it done, all of a sudden I, do, I deliberately and intentionally say, Lord, I do this out of love for you. Or an intention would be uh, because of the, the filth of my own heart. I'll, mm. I'll, I'll clean the filth of this house, you know, things wow. like that. Or if, yep, you can offer it for other people, right? Mm-hmm. And, and their souls. But to give it a divine intention, all of a sudden gives that work, a, a, yeah, a, a more profound reason for doing it. And what you'll it find- elevates it. Yes, it absolutely. It elevates it to something Sanctifies else. it, right? Mm-hmm. That's the idea. And the, the connection is that, you know, you make the world your altar. And even I've given the advice, and I'm sure I got it from San Jose Maria, uh, to make your desk your altar. That you think about how the priest approaches the mass, that that pinnacle, the source and summit of our existence. And you know, the Lord deserves the best, the linens, the the chalice, the Roman Missal, all those things. You want the most beautiful, but the best, the best for Him. So all of a sudden, you're going to approach your daily work in the same way. You're not going to cut corners. You're not just fly through it haphazardly. So that's how you sanctify your work. And the second point is you be sanctified by your work. So number one, all of a sudden you're creating the disciplines of paying attention to the detail. You're actually following through with tasks and not just leaving them half done. All of these things actually prove virtue within you of perseverance and fidelity to daily duties. And all of a sudden, you're you're spilling those virtues into other aspects of your life, and uh, ultimately you're thinking of the Lord more. 
all throughout mm-hmm. the day. So and all the maybe co- appreciative of the work that God has called you to, no matter what that is, yes. whether it is you don't resent the work you no, do. No, mm-hmm. right, and that and give glory to God for that work too. In that work, that's mm-hmm. amazing too. Because I think there have definitely been different times in my life where it's like, does this even matter? Like right. whatever, but it matters to mm-hmm. God. When we're offering it to him, when we're sanctifying it, boy, that gives a whole new spin. Mm-hmm. And, and I think the daily experience of all of us is when something doesn't go right or something breaks, your fury, your anger, your mm-hmm. impatience, your sadness, whatever, is going to be tempered in that moment too. Because you're not just, it's not about you and your task. Like this is still for the Lord. Mm-hmm. So you're actually sanctified by your work through those challenges and difficulties too. A little amen, so yeah. be it. Amen. Mm-hmm. Um, the third portion of that phrase, uh, to sanctify others through your work, is the idea of that witness amongst your coworkers, your family members that see you approach your work with that supernatural motive, a hidden reason for what you're doing. And they think these, these guys work with excellence, with care and attention to detail, with joy, mm-hmm. with re- great love for their coworkers. They get curious. And, and actually, your work can actually become a part of your evangelization, right? That they have what's something I want. Sure. What is it? And they'll start asking questions. So Curious that, has become one of my favorite words lately because I think we can't tell people things. We can't make them believe something, but we can spark curiosity yeah. without speaking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I love, I love even the mystical piece of that. that Without having not, to has, try to convince them Right. Of and it has nothing to do with us. It, that the Holy Spirit will spark that curiosity in somebody. And it, it, it sparks it in me all the time about meeting different people. And I'm curious, like, well, I want what they're having. Or, yes. That's that's great. I, I'll, I'll ponder that. I think those people will not walk through the door of faith unless they open that door. So curiosity is them kind of cracking that door mm-hmm. open in some ways, mm-hmm. right? Uh, that I, I heard a quote that stuck with me even in my, my preaching. I think his father, Peter John Cameron, a Dominican, he said that uh, the definition of boring is to answer a question that was never asked. <laughs> right. That a lot. Yeah, well, yeah, maybe this, but no, I'm, so um, yeah, I, I stopped. It, wow. No one's finding this boring. Wow. No one. This is riveting. You stop it. Um, no, that, that, so actually like in, in preaching, you're trying to arise a question in people's hearts that they want answered. So that's the same here is like, mm-hmm. I want to find meaning in my life. I want to find meaning in my work. This person seems to have plenty of meaning in my work. Mm-hmm. I'm going to ask them about it. Mm-hmm. And that door is open. That's mm-hmm. curiosity. So that's good. Father, you said something in the opening prayer too, is that God, you see me, mm. you know me. And I think that was where the, both of those words really struck me in a world where I think a lot of young people don't know where they fit in. They don't know where they belong. They've, they feel unseen or unimportant and God sees them. Mm. What a beautiful way to start the day or a meditation of God, you see me, you see me in my work. You have, I'm going to sanctify my work by offering it to you. God sees what we're doing. He knows the effort. He knows our hearts. And really, we're performing for a party of one, mm-hmm. for God alone. I think there's some who are far from God that might find that idea scary, like God's seeing me all the time. But <laughs> if we root ourselves in our true identity as his beloved sons and daughters, by virtue of our baptism, mm-hmm. he delights in us. 
and he gazes upon us with love. And that gives me my identity. That's who I am. And I want to be near my heavenly father. And I want to be seen by him. You think about all of us growing up, we want our fathers to see us and yes. delight in us mm-hmm. and affirm us. And for me, it was hearing the words, boy." You know, sure. that's all I wanted to hear. So the the idea that, yep, in our prayer, in our work, the Lord sees it and, and accepts it lovingly. This, I'm not sure if this is the right time to ask this question, but you bring up our baptism and there's this priest, prophet, and king, Mm -hmm. right? By virtue of our baptism, we're called to that. Well, you, I mean, so obviously a priesthood, we're more familiar with that and looking at our our parish priests or what have you. Can you speak to that just for a minute? Yeah, I think the priesthood that we all are given that capacity at our baptism probably is best exercised or explained by that phrase of sanctifying your work. You now have the capacity to offer everything you do and everything you are, everything you say to the Lord as a pleasing sacrifice. That's priestly. Priests offer sacrifice. And they're a mediator between God and man. You can be a, a, a mediator for others through your prayer for them. So that's, that's St. Jose Maria would talk about having a, a priestly soul with a lay mentality. And, and I think that additional caveat helps us because... I think once the Second Vatican Council gave us that idea, I mean, at least reaffirmed the idea, it was nothing new, but needed to be reminded of the Catholic Church that we're all called to holiness. The instinct was, that, well, we got to imitate the priests and, and nuns. Mm-hmm. And, and my idea of holiness now is being in the sanctuary during Mass, doing a, an active part, or just spending all my waking hours in the church and the church activities, or... You get my picture here. So what he's saying is the lay mentality is by the virtue of your vocation as a lay person, you can go places in the world to sanctify the world that a priest and a religious can't. Mm -hmm. So don't sacrifice that that opportunity that really is the front lines. Mm -hmm. Well, and I think that's really beautiful for all of us to hear because sometimes, and we talk about the church ladies a little bit, that it can be intimidating, you know, like, oh, I'm not doing everything in the church. I'm not volunteering. I'm not, you know, cleaning the pews and I'm not doing all these different things that we're not, we're just simply not holy or that's not true. I love that. I love that we don't have to be there 24 seven in order to be holy. It's almost like we're trying to prove our holiness. And that's nothing. Let me just reiterate. It's amazing that we need all the volunteers in the world (laughs) to make things happen. But remember, that's not the end all be all, that our holiness is where God plants us. And our circle of influence is very different than the circle of influence of someone Mm -hmm. else. And that we need to really um, pay attention to who God puts in our lives and how we're going to encounter them and how we're going to sanctify our day. I'm hearing in my heart, our holiness is in our duty, Mm. you know, like doing our duty with love and joyfulness. (laughs) That, that is what will sanctify us. I do have this um, fear now that a ton of pastors across the country are going to call in and be mad at, <laughs> mad at me. Like, all my, my volunteers are gone now. Right. <laughs> Thank you. You've told them Everyone no. get back to the church. No. Being, a part of the, <laughs> being a part of a family or a community takes your personal investment. And there's a beauty in your time spent at a parish. Mm-hmm. I, that needs to be reiterated. We need you. But the, the, the sanctity that you are called to cannot, can merely consists within the church walls. Mm-hmm. I think that's perfectly said. Yeah. I mean, better said than and all actually, the other it can throw it off balance 
I think I had a spiritual director once say to me, you need to go home and get dinner made. Like, cause mm-hmm. I wanted to be at mass all That's morning. Right. I wanted to do all these things and I was out of balance in a different way. Yeah. And so now I feel like when you put your vocation first, being in the church and, 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 and cooperating with that grace of helping in that parish and that, you know, that way mm-hmm. really becomes such a blessing to your whole family when right. it's in balance. And certainly in different seasons of your life, totally. you're able to do more or less. And mm-hmm. so it's wonderful when it's able to be more, but please don't think it's any less if you're not able to be there is really kind of what my point was that you are living holiness mm-hmm. exactly where you are and living out your vocation and where God is calling you. Father, so some of the books that he has written, what are some of your, I know you're a book lover like we are, so you really, you could probably give us a huge list, but what what are a few that if people want to get to know him, if they want to step their toe into this, what would you recommend? Sure. I think a couple books that are just good introductions to St. Jose Maria and the spirituality we've talked about today. First of all, Scott Hahn has a really good book called Ordinary Work, Extraordinary Grace. Mm. Um, That's excellent. Eric Sammons has a book called Holiness for Everyone is what it's called. And it touches on the principles we talked about today. But St. Jose Maria didn't necessarily write quote unquote books. Uh, He has a collection of like one-liners that have profound spiritual power that are challenging, but extremely accessible. As you said, Chris, um, the, the most famous is The Way, and and Katie has it right in front of her now. Um, he also has two others very much like that, Furrow and The Forge. And there's actually a one volume of that that uh, Scepter Publishers prints, that if you want all three in one. There's at least two collections of his homilies. Probably the most famous is Christ is Passing By, and the other is Friends of God, and those are great for personal prayer and meditation. And then he has some uh, meditations on the Stations of the Cross and some other resources out there. But Scepter Publishers are, are the main providers of most of his materials. That's incredible. Thank you so much, Father, for giving us a little insight and encouragement, really, to live our vocation well wherever God has planted us. And I really have enjoyed this conversation for sure. And thank you so much for being with us. Will you end us in the prayer that he would also end? Is that correct? Sure. Am I getting that right? Yeah. We, we give you thanks for the uh, good resolutions, affections, and inspirations which you have given us during this time of meditation. Grant us the grace to put them into effect. Our Immaculate Mother, St. Joseph, our Father and Lord, our Guardian Angel, please intercede for us. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Until next time, JGs, know your faith, love your faith, and live it. Hey, this is Chris. Thank you so much for pushing play today. Please subscribe so you don't miss an episode of the Two Jesus Girls podcast. If you want to go deeper, visit our website at 